Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about YouTube. And if you know, YouTube is the second search engine in the world. We can call it social media. We can call it search engine. It doesn't matter. We can't ignore this channel. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Richard Mataro. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I set up positive mindset. So everything is fine. It doesn't matter what happens, you know, because we live in this crazy world. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, if you uh, take away all negative feeling, yeah, you can feel much better. Okay, Richard, Absolutely. before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about YouTube. Sure, yeah, happy to. So uh, I was building a, a, a online business, and um, it wasn't going very well. I was finding it very difficult to take what I knew was a good product and service and get it in front of the people who were looking for it. I ended up sort of trying to all these different methods and, and I, I couldn't really move past just messaging random people or posting links or people I knew and I wasn't getting many sales. And then someone recommended that I use YouTube. Um, this way, as you mentioned, it's a search engine, not just social media. So we're able to reach people who are actively looking for what we've got. But I wasn't very good on camera. I'd never done that before. I was like, you know what? Um, I've just become a father. I didn't have a father growing up. It was very important to me to be a really good dad, be brave, set a good example, and grow the business. So I thought, well, listen, if I'm going to go all in, if I'm going to create a successful life, I've got to do things that make me uncomfortable. So I got in front of the camera. It wasn't very good. But now moving past that, uh, so a number of years ago, I've just passed a million views on YouTube. Um, built multiple successful businesses using YouTube and have taught many other people to, to you know, reach new heights in their business using that channel. It's my favorite channel for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, let's talk about uh, patience. Uh, you know, um, I remember when I decided to start my YouTube channel, that was Ukrainian channel. Um, um, if I remember correctly, like in 2017, because I found it's hard. To compete on google uh we did it but we spent a lot of resources uh to create high quality content i mean like copywriters designers editors web developers a, a lot of them but mm -hmm. i found on youtube it's not hard because everything what you need to do just to film a video and probably video designer that's it you know uh so to share with social media uh, on your social media and you can get some result and I found that many YouTubers, uh, they they are impatient. They want to get results from the first video, from the second video. Uh, I remember PewDiePie filmed videos, uh, like 100 videos, and got only 285 followers. Today he has like 110 million followers. Uh, Mr. Beast filmed videos uh, more than a year and a half to get first thousand subscribers and we know about mr beast today so uh, i see that many content creators are impatient with getting results they are willing to get quick results uh, but uh, i don't know how to get quick results probably you can share with us but uh, i think it's more important to improve um, your quality step by step uh, and i remember mr beast um, advised uh, what you need to do just to film forget about design 
without about editing you need to improve confidence you need to improve your quality and when i decided to start my my youtube channel i got the feeling it's better to break my leg than film first video you know yeah <laughs> that was terrible for me i scared camera then uh, during some time of course i got this experience can you tell more about patience how to be patient and don't give up don't burn out during the process Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not just a YouTube patience problem. It's a population patience problem. You know, the world of social media means that and, and the Internet means if you want an answer, it's a couple of clicks away. And people are used to scrolling, lots of information, lots of activity, messaging people. So to come to a platform and then try and put some patience into it is very challenging for people these days. So what we can do to replace that impatience is, is preparation and planning. So we need to understand, okay, number one, why would I want to use YouTube? What is this going to do for me? What is this going to help my life? So let's keep you when the times are tough to keep you in the game, to keep you motivated. You know, I never once considered quitting YouTube, even when I had a, a tricky start, because I knew why I was doing what I was doing. I was going to build a business from that YouTube traffic that was going to give me financial freedom and allow me to be a, a proud father. Who quits on that? No one with any decent backbone. And that certainly isn't going to be me to quit. And then also we have to understand that population doesn't equal pro uh, pop popularity, excuse me, doesn't equal profit. If you're a business owner and you're going onto YouTube or any platform, you can't pay bills with likes. You can't pay bills with subscribers. You can't pay bills with views. You have to know that the audience you're going to get is going to be a quality audience that's actually interested in what you've got. If I go start a YouTube steak channel right today and I get a million subscribers, but they're all vegetarian, what's the use? <laughs> Does it make me feel better to get more likes and to say I'm popular? I don't care about that kind of stuff. What I was looking for on YouTube, and if you're a business owner and you're watching this, you have to understand that you don't have to be a Mr. Beast. You don't have to have millions of subscribers. Yeah. I think I only got still around 6,000 subscribers, 7,000, something like that, yet I've passed a million views. More importantly, those views have converted into actual sales, actual signups, and actual life. That's what's really important. So remember, even if your views are smaller, still be consistent, understand that you can get great results without having a massive following and popularity. And I would agree with what Mr. B said in reference to just getting out there. You know, a little bit of preparation does help speed up the results. You know, when I teach clients, I have a lady called Julie, for instance, she got over 3000 views in her first three videos. That was because of a little bit of preparation, but we don't need to be Steven Spielberg. No one's expecting this amazing you know, high quality video. They just want to know, is there value in the mat? Do I mm -hmm. find that my life is better for consuming that, that content? And if you can say yes to that for your audience, they will come back, they will take action, and you won't have to wait so long for that success. You can get results without even showing your face on camera. I teach people to do that. So you don't even have to be great. There's not really any reason not to do YouTube these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. By the way, I think Steven Spielberg uh, has awesome scenario, awesome mm -hmm. plot. And uh, I found that context is more important than uh, nice looking design. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if Absolutely. you have, yeah, uh, you need to share value, help others. Sometimes 
you can use only smartphone just to film it, you know, to share uh, on YouTube to get high results. Yeah. Uh, I found a lot of videos without any design, but uh, viral videos because of context, not content. So mm -hmm. yeah, uh, I think context is very important. Can you tell about creating the right strategy? Uh, how to find the right strategy, ideas, what kind of content create? Because we have YouTube shorts, we have uh, long videos. Um, so uh, tell how to find keywords or methods uh, to create videos that actually will sell. Because uh, as you mentioned, it's not about how many followers you have uh, or subscribers. Uh, I, I've seen a few times companies, uh, billion dollar companies have like thousand subscribers, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, not a lot of videos because they don't care a lot about YouTube. They have it, but don't care a lot. So uh, it's important to create content uh, that actually will sell. Tell about creating this right strategy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's the point in having a bunch of, I have a, I have a lot of clients, people that come to me and they're massive followings, but they just aren't making that much money from that following. That That's what's important if you're, if you're in business. If you just wanna make videos because you're creative and it's fun and it's a hobby and it's an outlet, you can make what you want. But if you're looking at building a business, we have to say, does it do one of three things? Create interest, move that interest further to a sale or, allow leverage in our lives so that we can you know create freedom and still build a business you know we there's no point doing anything else if we're building one in terms of a strategy we have to respect that the the differences nowadays between long and short content if you're making a short video it, it needs to be something really to the point it needs to be something that just gives someone a little shot of maybe motivation a little a little taste right it's like showing the menu when you're walking past the restaurant Whereas a long video is where you're actually sitting at the table and you're wanting to consume that food. So when you're doing longer videos, you can have a short video that touches on a subject and points someone to the longer video where you really dive in. Maybe you use a, a whiteboard, maybe you do a, a screen share, you use slides, or you take someone on a journey, maybe you create a story. So what we've got to understand is, in terms of a strategy, let's reverse engineer. What do we want the viewer of the video to do when they've watched that video? And then we can start to feel like, well, how can I have them accomplish that with that content? Value really in terms of a strategy, people say put value into the market, into the video. No one explains what that is. Value comes down to three areas. It comes down to inspiration, education, or entertainment. So if you're going to create a content on YouTube, you must have one of those three things involved. It can be all three, that's excellent, but you must decide what is your strategy, what is your personality. If you're really an entertaining person, great, make your videos entertaining. If you can inspire people, fantastic, do that. Or if you don't have either of those, you can educate people, you can give them some something useful to be able to improve their standard of living or whatever it is that your niche or your target audience is. I picked education, because you know, I'm not really an over-the-top guy. You're not going to get me jumping in front of a camera, doing cartwheels, hiring out Ferraris. That's, that's just not for me, you know? <laughs> so I picked education because I was like, hey, I'm focused on business owners who are a couple of steps behind me. So I can always share something that I've done that's going to help bring them along and move up a level. People need to stop thinking that they need to teach people how to get to the very top. There's a lot of value in somebody just taking that next significant step. You know, if you're a dentist and you can help stop someone's toothache, 
you don't need to offer them brand new teeth, you know, veneers. They'll be happy to pay just to fix the toothache. And it's the same in content. Just solve that one next step, that one next problem. And then people will start to want to consume and share your content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Love it, love it. Uh, Joseph wrote uh, he's currently building YouTube channel. Any Excellent. advice, tip for him, you know, what he needs to do and how to grow or any tips about that? Sure. Yeah. So if you're just starting out, that's the hardest part done. You know, when someone just starts a channel, um, it's difficult to do something new. So congratulations on that. You know, think about a very specific audience. The, the, the platform of YouTube is massive. There's billions of users on there. So if you start looking at your business and you think about how much profit you make per sale, you can start to see how many sales that you really need to have a huge business. It's often not that many over time. So we don't need to aim at everybody. Everybody says, right, I'm going to make a video for this audience, for these people. Oh, those as well, those as well. There's no need to do that. Pick where your skills and your strengths are, right? Pick what you know. Pick who you're passionate to talk to and then make that your channel. You know, if you're, for example, you know, if you're a, uh, I don't know, let, let's say you are a content creator and you're really good at, at Facebook, right? You can make really good Facebook content. Well, why don't you start to share tips about Facebook marketing to people who are building the same type of business as you? That, that's all I did. I came into online business through a business model called network marketing. So I was in network marketing. I struggled in that, in that business. I started to figure it out with some coaching and some help, and I started to get some results, not massive results, just some results. I then realized that there was a whole bunch of people who were still at zero, and I no longer was. I was a few levels above them. So I was able to then jump on YouTube and say, hey, not do you want to make a million dollars? I could just jump on and say, hey, do you want to make your first sale this week? I'll tell you how I did that in my business. Hey, do you want to get your first, you know, um, get on the company leaderboard for the first time ever? Let me show you how I did that. So, if, if Joseph, look at your expertise. Look at what you've done to build success in your business and start to teach people less experienced than you in the same uh, business model how they can do the same thing. If you're saying, well, I'm not doing business to business, which I'm doing business to consumer. Well, again, what your service offers, how can we give them little snippets of the benefits of what they would want to know? We can start putting ourselves in the mind of the prospect. That's the most powerful thing to do with a YouTube channel. It doesn't matter what you and I think we should put on camera. It matters what the audience wants. So put your mind in your prospect. Start asking them, what are the main problems you're looking to solve with my product or service? What are the main solutions you're looking for are you, or the, the main issues that you hope this will solve? Cre that creates your content for you. you know, if, if you have clients coming to you and say, man, I'm, I need help because, write down what that because is. That can be your YouTube content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome, valuable. Uh, by the way, Joseph is asking about the best strategy. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I love this question because I remember when I decided to grow my LinkedIn account, I uh, read a lot of best strategies and nothing works for me because I try to replicate others. Uh, for example, if someone shares the best strategy, it doesn't mean it's your strong side. Uh, for example, if you find the best strategy that uh, you need to uh, film funny videos, but you are not good with that because humor 
you need to train humor you need to work on this direction if you are good people education just do it inspirational yeah i see that joseph shares about inspirational videos so yeah why not you can create inspirational videos it's if it's your strong side because inspirational videos get much higher engagement in most cases so just to be yourself don't copy others and um, i remember one advice uh, one tip that uh, you know uh, you need to film a hundred bad videos because uh, without them uh, it's hard to get confidence and uh, experience uh, so I, I use this advice uh, for my ukrainian channel uh, and i think it's a good uh, tip you know for any channel because when you film a lot when you share you get experience that you can use uh, during the process for example to improve the quality what do you think about that uh, is it good idea to film 100 bad videos to share them uh, to get experience confidence and then improve quality after that i uh, yeah i would i would go somewhere a little bit less than 100 simply because 100 for, for a beginner seems so like oh when am i going to find the time so what i would suggest doing is filming maybe five or ten um and and then what you're going to find is you always look at your videos and feel like you could do better. It's just it's just a personal, it's a human nature. You make a video. I remember my first video. I, I couldn't even be on camera in front of my family, so I sent my wife out. I was like, you can't be in the house. I don't want you listening to me. It's making me conscious, right? So I sent my wife out of the house, and I spent all day filming one video. You know, hello. No, that's no good. Hi. No, no. You know, I just did that for ages. Sweating, two or three different shirts. For one video, and I was like, "That's fantastic." And then I look at the looked at the video. I was like, "Oh, it's terrible. What have I done with my time?" What I should have done is just recorded five or ten videos, and accepted that that was the level I was at at that time. And then, you know, just what I would say is work, work on one sort of the biggest issue that you see at a time. Don't pull the video to pieces. Oh, this is bad. That oh, that rubbish. No, because you feel awful. You don't want to do any more content. Look at your video and go, okay, what is one thing that stands out that I could improve on next time? And then just do that. And then with your next five or 10 videos, okay, now I've solved that. What's the next thing that I can do better in? And over the course of sort of 40, 50, 60 videos, you'll look back from your 60th video to your first one and you go, wow, I've, I've improved a lot. And I didn't actually feel so negative while I was doing that because I only picked one you know, uh, sort of skill to, to improve upon at a time. YouTube tends not to take a channel seriously and to, they never say it officially, but we're seeing results wise until you have about 30 videos on there. When you get past 30 videos, they start sending you more and more traffic. Now, now of course you can go quicker. You know, I have clients who get views right, right immediately and you can use YouTube ads to, 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 you know, to increase views as well. But around about 30 videos is a good sort of test to know where you're going to be. And I would recommend filming in bulk. I film about four times a year and I pre-schedule a quarter in advance. That way you don't have to worry about, oh, what am I going to create today? What am I going to do today? I just film, uh, you know, 10, 20 videos, pre-schedule one a week out, one to two a week out, and then I only film again three months later. So it keeps you fresh, keeps your energy. Um, mm -hmm. Joseph said his first video was terrible. Listen, it's a lot better than no video. That's what I would say. And YouTube is great for authority because when your clients, Joseph, see that you're on YouTube and they maybe don't do that, immediately you establish yourself as an authority. You know, you can go to clients and, 
a, a great a great strategy is to film sort of four or five videos which answer their most common questions. And then when somebody asks you the question, you can say, hey, actually, I published a training uh, on that exact subject. I can send you it for free if you like. Yeah, please do. And you send them the YouTube video. You can showcase your speaking skills. They can see, you know, it's a well thought out answer. It establishes, you know, authority. Maybe you pick up a subscriber. They look around your channel. Now, when you go to follow up with that prospect, they're much, much warmer and pre-qualified than they would have been without it. Because now they're viewing you in a different light. See, in marketing and business, it doesn't matter what you show people. It matters what they believe and see in what you show them. And YouTube allows you for someone to say, hey, I actually believe what you're going to talk about. I actually believe what you're selling because I've seen a demonstration of those skills, of that knowledge, of your passion, of your personality. And of course, they're much more likely to move to a call or to a sales funnel. Now they've warmed to you through seeing your face, hearing your voice. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, I love the word passion. You know, uh, mm. don't uh, create YouTube channel for the sake of money. Uh, if you don't like the topic, just skip it. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's better to be passionate about that. Uh, and uh, let's talk about uh, retaining audience. Um, for example, once I had a conversation with Jim Edwards. He worked in Business Insider for 10 years. They started the company from scratch and then sold company for $500 million, uh, thousand employees. Um, and uh, he shared one interesting thing. Uh, their success depends on creating uh, non-boring content in boring niche. So, okay, uh, I'm not funny, uh, let's imagine, but uh, if I want to create educational content, it doesn't matter. I need to uh, uh, retain audience, uh, not, not be boring. Can you tell about retaining the audience uh, in if my content is educational, but in the end, uh, most people bounce for a few seconds. I, I don't remember exactly the number, but like 80% of people can bounce uh, in the first 20 seconds on YouTube because it's not interesting. You can't take their attention. And uh, I remember one awesome book from Josh Sugarman and he shared uh, on this book, uh, uh, retaining, it's like, you know, uh, you need to hook attention. If you, uh, and he compared with the train, if train started, uh, uh, the train can stop immediately, you know, after the start. But if uh, the train has speed, it's hard to stop it. It takes time. So uh, readers, watchers are on the same boat. When uh, they consume content, they can uh, skip it for a few seconds. But if you hook their attention, if they are on your video, so it's hard to skip them. They keep watching. Can you tell about retaining and creating non-boring content uh, when you film educational content? Yeah, so of course, passion helps things not be boring. When, when you're passionate, that does definitely help. You know, people can sense that from you. This person really cares. This person really believes. Passion is infectious. You want to watch somebody. You see somebody at a, at a disco, right, or a wedding. Who cares if they can dance? If they're out there with passion, you can't help but watch them and then make you smile, right? So passion does, does count. What I would say is if you're making educational content, the results it helps the audience create that won't be boring. So what you what you really need to do is understand the target market that you're serving. So when you jump onto a video, begin it with a question. Let somebody know what that video is going to do, help them do. So let's say, for example, you are helping people generate leads, right? In their, uh, I don't know, their, their plumbing business. If you know the audience, you can start the video and say, hey, 
are you a plumber that took years to get qualified? You've got plenty of experience. You've got plenty of skills. You just can't seem to find enough work to make the profits that you'd hope for. In this video, I'm going to give you three ways that as a plumber, you're able to generate more qualified leads of the exact jobs that you're looking for so you can grow your business. And you don't have to learn more than three steps. The first two are important. Make sure you stick around for the third because that's really going to help you. Now, immediately, just in those couple of sentences, if you're a plumber, which you would be because the way the algorithm works, if you know what you're doing, you'll have a plumbers who will find that video. Why would you not watch that entire video? Because I've just given you really important introduction that is very important to you. See, I know I'm thinking about being on the other side of the screen. I'm a plumber. Why am I not making any more money? Well, because I, I can't find enough leads. How do I learn to get leads? Well, I, I, let me have a look on YouTube and see what's on there. So I'm reading your mind when you type in as a plumber, you know, leads for plumbers or how can plumbers get leads? I'm going to pop up and give you exactly what you asked for. So when you're doing that, you're hooking people into the video and then you can use other little, um, you know, ways with your language. So every sort of 60 seconds or so, you can let somebody know what's coming a little bit later. So point number one, and you start talking and you say, this is going to feed into point number two. So make sure you stick around for that. You can ask people questions to bring them back into the conversation. Now, have you ever found that? Do you agree with that? Is, is that the case? Does that make sense? People watching will go, yes, yes, they're, they're having a conversation with you now. Something I would say that helps with all of this with retention is make sure you speak to the individual. Don't think that you're making a video and imagine all these people watching it. Just imagine that an individual has asked you the question that you're about to answer and speak like a human being. You know, tell some stories, talk about your own experience, ask questions, just like you would in a conversation. So for educational content, that's really important because it allows people to feel a rapport with you. It has them, you know, no one's going to have a conversation with you and just walk off. You know, <laughs> me and you were talking in real life and you started teaching me something and I just went, went away. You'd be, how rude. So if you can have people feel like that with your video, with your style of communication, again, they won't want to just turn away. They'll want to stick there and, and finish that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Okay, let's talk about common mistakes. Can you list common mistakes that YouTubers uh, still do and your uh, any tips uh, how to fight much better way? Mm, great question. So I would say that the first mistake that people make is they overestimate what they need to talk about and how well they need to deliver it. Everyone is so sensitive these days about looking foolish. I don't want to go on YouTube and look silly. Oh, I don't want my friends to see this and say, you only got seven views. Listen, you have to move past that. You have to make a decision. Plans change, but decisions don't. So decide if you're going to be successful. Well, who cares what the people you went to high school think about your YouTube video? Listen, people talk behind your back. They're behind you for a reason, you know? So don't think about anybody else. Don't think about the girl that you used to like at school seeing you do a YouTube video and maybe you shouldn't do that. Just think about, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to make this work. You don't have to share all these amazing sort of pieces of information. Like I said before, just give them the next step. Don't have to teach someone to make a million dollars if they've never even made 10. Stop thinking you've got to compete with all the, you know, the big, big, big people on YouTube and the big people in your industry. You don't have to compete with them. Instead of going broad, go narrow. 
let's say, for example, you're looking at becoming, you know, like a Grant Cardone, right? Similar kind of content. Don't try and teach people the same style as him. What particular element of that audience could you serve better? Maybe you're a single mother with two children. Well, could you not speak to single mothers better than Grant Cardone could? Yeah, you could. So start to really narrow down your focus, speak more about your own personal experiences within that audience, and don't think you've got to have this fancy setup. A phone is fine. I use my phone for years. Just literally face the light so you've got half-decent light. Try not to have something too distracting or untidy in the background, and speak, speak your mind. You know, so those are the biggest mistakes, people thinking they've got to share way more than they need to, people thinking that they've got to have way higher production value than they think. And then also a final mistake, what I want to help you avoid, YouTube isn't for you to give a mock presentation in every video. You know, I don't talk about my services. I don't talk much about my products in my YouTube content. YouTube is about solutions, not sales. So we go on YouTube to solve something and then move someone to the next step. I recommend joining a community. Communities are like the new sales funnels, right? People don't want to watch videos, enter information that much anymore, longer ones. They'd rather join something and see instant kind of results. So a community is good to bring people in. That's all you need to do. Now in the community, you can start to make the sale. That's a smarter approach. So don't try and go for the sale in the video and be all pushy and pressury and salesy. Instead, solve that person's genuine problem or entertain them or inspire them. Ask them, hey, if you like this and you want X, Y, Z, come to my community. It's free. You'll learn this inside. Then in the community, you can they can see all the what's on offer. You can start to you know, sell your program, your service, whatever it may be. Um, those would be the main issues and the, and the solutions to them. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, I remember when my son, 12 years old, he stopped uh, posting content on TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, and I asked him why. He replied, because of hating comments. People doesn't, uh, people, you know, they don't like his content. <laughs> what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> people, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how many times haters told me about my pronunciation, that I'm Ukrainian, about many other things, but they don't care. I remember even the best offers like Seth Godin, he shared that he stopped reading Amazon reviews on his books since 2011 because he doesn't want to know that someone hates his uh, books. Uh, someone doesn't mm -hmm. like his books. And uh, he shared example from Gary Potter. Uh, this book uh, uh, has 2% of one rating review on Amazon that uh, one of the uh, worst written ever book you know? yeah. so we, you can't avoid haters uh, but uh, if they're, you they're everywhere get... they're, every, they're everywhere and most people don't hate it's not what that it's not about you 95 percent of what people say it's about them not about what they're looking at someone yeah. who hates is full of hate someone who's angry at a stranger they're angry on the inside typically what it is is when someone sees somebody trying to make something of themselves or become successful, it reminds them that they're too much of a coward to do the same. So they don't like that feeling. So it's very difficult for someone to admit that they are the one that's at fault for their life. They are the one that's been making these bad decisions. Instead, they'd rather pretend that what somebody else is doing is not really a solution. So a business owner that knows they need to use YouTube to build their business 
but doesn't then do it. They'll see someone else maybe in their industry who they maybe know making videos. The last thing they want is to see that person succeed if they're a negative person because they'll see that success, realize that it could have been them. So what they'll do is they'll say, oh, the video is terrible. Oh, the video is awful. Oh, you look so stupid. So they can feel better and go, oh, well, it, it wasn't really an option anyway because, you know, it, it doesn't really work. It's not worth it. So you should never pay attention to haters. You know, those, those are the I pity people who say those kind of things. It's hard for me to feel angry about those kind of comments. I just think that if your life has been reduced down to the most precious resource, which is time, you feeling that your time is so poor that the best use of it is to look around the internet and try and stop other people making something of themselves. How empty and sad and dismal a life that person must be leading. I just, I can't really get angry at someone like that. I just feel so sorry for them that at the end of their life, all they're going to have is a string of negativity, making the world a worse place, trying to make other people feel bad because they daren't take a step themselves. So when you get haters, I don't even respond to them. I just delete block, delete block, delete block. What, what's the point? You can't have a decent conversation with someone who isn't a decent person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I usually reply to them. Thank you for your thoughts, because I know that uh, if they, uh, you know, people are willing to leave comments uh, six times more if you reply to them. So mm -hmm. if they can hit, uh, hit one more time, that's okay. You know, I can get uh, more views, more engagement. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And um, we have the question about uh, how to monetize YouTube videos uh, uh let's talk about call to action for example i film videos uh valuable uh, uh cover my sales funnel but how to submit this call to action and actually lead them in the uh, landing page or i don't know any pages where i can sell products yeah sure so what you've got to do is give people a significant and immediate reason to do what you ask them in any call to action youtube is is no different so the problem that most people face with their call to action is it's too high resistance or it's too complex most people will say oh you know if you enter your name and email in here you know we've got this 17 day challenge and on day one and then on day seven and we'll do this and the person goes ah, I'm, I'm maybe later and they don't watch. What you need to do is give them an immediate reason. So something very simple. I like to invite people to a community. And inside of that community, there are resources that will help them in the, in the business model that I teach. So think about what is the main problem that your audience is facing? Like what is the biggest issue that they've got? Create something around that and use that as your call to action. So, for example, in my audience, it's lead generation. They can't generate leads. So, of course, what I do in my call to action is I'm like, hey, if you've liked this training, my expertise is in lead generation using video. So if you don't have enough leads and you want to solve that right now, you can come into the community and you can learn this, 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 and you can get immediate access. Now, I use a Facebook group at the moment. So there's low resistance. I'm not asking for any money. I'm not asking for their email address. They understand what a Facebook group is, and they understand that there's an immediate benefit. Hey, once I approve you into the group, I'm going to tag you in a lead generation training that will totally change the way you generate leads and usually enable you to get five leads a day. So if you want to do that now and free, then simply just join the group.
So it's a very low resistance, very clear, straightforward call to action that gives them an immediate reason that they understand to take that action. So that's the best way to do a call to action. Why should they click? Why should they join? What's the immediate simple benefit? Make sure it's low resistance and make sure it's something they understand. And in terms of specific monetization, you're turning on Google ads. You can do that if you're getting a really lot of views, but you still won't make nowhere near as much money as you will if you have a service or product to sell. You know, I, I look at people who have, I've seen review videos on YouTube where someone's got, say, you know, 100,000, 200,000, even a million views on a video. And they're like, oh, it, it made me 20 grand. That's really, really low. You know, I, I've had a million views on my channel. I've made a heck of a lot more than that. You know, you know, that's more like monthly, you know. So you start to look at if you can if you can have your own product, your own service, especially if it's high ticket, then those views just do the math. Let's say you get a hundred views on a video and 90% of them are a waste of time. That's still 10 really seriously interested people that saw your video. Let's say two or three of those people actually go and join your community. And again, two thirds of those people are a waste of time. That's still, you're still looking at a sale for every single video. And if you sell high ticket, if you sell something 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, you're making that one sale from that one video, that's the good return on that investment. And if your content is specific and your call to action is strong and you have a sales process in place where you can communicate with that person effectively, there's no reason why you can't do those numbers and, and in fact do a lot better than that. Yeah, yeah, agree with that. Uh, I think, yeah, you know, I remember when Gary V uh, shares about selling that many salespeople have a problem. They're trying to sell someone who already said no. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I uh, I usually get a lot of pitches every single day about many stuff that actually I don't need them. And I reply no. And they ask, why? Tell me the reason. You, know, you don't <laughs> care about me. You don't know me. You didn't learn research about me. So you mm -hmm. sell me something that I don't need it. And yeah. they asking about why. Please explain. It's good product. Okay, probably. I don't know. But. Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't need to be pushy you know, with that to tell you need to buy. So it's better to pay attention to someone who is interested with your product. I agree completely with that. Richard, I have the final question. Uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today uh, to learn more about YouTube? Yeah, I did the same. I did when I didn't have any skills or knowledge many years ago. I'd find someone that had the results that I wanted, was using methods that I was happy to follow, and had a track record of success in you know in that area. So that's what I did with YouTube. I found somebody that was helping other people in business make money using YouTube. You know, get quality traffic to their to their business. Um, and I found that person. I was like, okay. You know, how many videos are you making? Am I happy to, I didn't want to make like 20 videos a week. I have a family. So I found that person. I'm like, are you using methods that I can follow? He's like, yes. I was like, okay, there's the results that you've got. I want those results. I'm happy to follow. So I invested in my education. I paid for coaching, paid for training. I invest heavily in my education still now. You know, everywhere you go, there you are. So if every time you improve your own skills, you improve anything else in your life, you know, especially your business. So I still always have a coach, always courses, always programs, 
find the people that have the results that you want, the skills that you would like, they're teaching other people like you, go and get go and get their programs, go and get their courses, get around those people. It's just foolish. I, I, I took so long to do to take that step because I was stubborn because I thought that if I got help, it was a weakness. It's ridiculous. Getting help is yeah. a strength. I suffered and my family suffered unnecessarily because I was too stubborn. I'll figure this out by myself. I don't need any help because I used to make decisions in a very poor way. I used to think of everything as a cost. I just used to look at the money. This is going to cost me X amount of money. And because I had a low self-belief, I thought, well, it probably won't work for me anyway. So, I, oh, I've saved myself some money there by not taking action. But the truth is that no action is still an action. You know, you don't die for the day and come back to life. You still spent that time. So if you did nothing yeah. and you just stayed in bed, I did nothing today. No, you did. You did something because you're still alive. So it's the same with, with a business and with growth and with success. You've got to look and say, well, okay, you know, I've got to, I've got to decide who I want to be. I've got to decide how I want to get there. And I've got to follow this plan. I've got to invest in myself. Um, don't try and figure things out by yourself. It's the slowest route. Free is often the most expensive. Cheap is next to that. Find someone that's, you know, what's worth. You've got to look at ROI. Someone will spend a 1000 if they can make 10000 off that. Well, why pay a dollar if you're going to make nothing? It's not about the cost. It's about what's the cost of not taking action? What's the likelihood of results? What will the return on that investment be in terms of your happiness, not just your financial results? So understanding that now, if I got back to the beginning, I would get straight there to the coaching. I wouldn't waste the time I wasted. I'd get the education. I'd follow the instruction and I'd, I'd do, a, I'd have got results a heck of a lot quicker. Yeah. I, I think, you know, if businesses are looking for the best price, they're in trouble. Uh, so it's better to look for the best experience. If you cooperate with experience, mm -hmm. people uh, with experts, then you can check out their prices and think, can you afford or not? If you can't, sure. just find three ways, just post alone. Uh, many you don't need to have special education to uh, create YouTube channel or film videos. But if you want to cooperate, then cooperate with the best uh, and find them. So uh, I usually do it for copywriting, for uh, web developers. I'm not looking for price. I'm looking for experts and think, can I, uh, I afford or not? So simple. Mm -hmm. Richard, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. You share a lot of valuable insights. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So I suppose the best place would be to just to search my name on whatever platform that you're on. You know, the good thing about having a slightly unusual surname is it's it's um, once you type it in, there's pretty much only me that pops up. So just search me whatever social media platform you're on. I'm mainly on Facebook and YouTube. Um, you know, so, yeah, just if you have a question, if you want to follow what I do. I'm happy to, uh, you know, to receive your request or your follow. And I do still handle that thing, those things personally. So I have a team that does some things for me, but I take about 30, 60 minutes a day to jump into social media and, and, and respond back to people personally. I think it's important that you give back and build new relationships. And I enjoy it. So if you do message me or you do follow me, it, it will be me that you'll speak with. Nice. And guys, you can find all the links to Richard in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Welcome back anytime to share more valuable insights. I love it, guys. You need to follow. You need to reach out, Richard, because you can see a lot of value. Okay, guys. Love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. 
Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.